Hello, dear human. Welcome back to Human Becoming, a digital gathering space, storytelling space, story sharing space, place for me to unload what is happening inside of my consciousness for you to be witness to and hopefully for you to resonate with, be impacted by. I'm coming here with a lot of grief today, a lot of pain in my heart, a lot of opening. I had a rough day yesterday where my ex and I had decided that we would take a month uh, after the breakup to have like no contact. It wasn't really a month. We said a moon cycle, you know, new moon to new moon. And the new moon in Scorpio was just a day or two ago. So ah, we were supposed to meet on the 26th. And that was like the day that was set for quite a while for the whole time that we were apart. And I had checked in with them, you know, a day or two before saying like, are we still on? And they were like, yeah, you're free on Wednesday between these times. And I was like, yeah, great, let's do it. And then Wednesday came and I called, I was like, you know, trying to check in and they didn't answer and, or he didn't answer. And then I maybe called again, he didn't answer, 12 came he wasn't there. Three came, he wasn't there. It's maybe midday the next day and he still has not sent a message to say like, hey, (laughs) sorry I didn't show up or, you know, sorry I was, sorry I ghosted you, sorry I was a no-show, like just no communication. And this morning, you know, I had really been in these, in these, this is a pattern and And, you know, this is kind of also where the relationship ended was this pattern started arising where it would be a promise was made and then there would just be no communication around it, but then it also wouldn't be met. So like, yeah, I'm going to see you today at this time and then disappears and doesn't communicate about it. And the next day is like, sorry. Um, And then it just, it became, you know, a continual thing. And at some point it's like, fuck your sorries. I mean, don't even say sorry at this point. It's why I hate sorries. I'm like, sorries are so stupid. They're such bullshit because, you know, I think sorry when you do something like once or, and I don't even think sorries are that useful um, because they're very shame induced, you know, but it's kind of just like, sorry. And then you keep repeating the behavior. It's like, save your sorries because they're just flat and meaningless. Uh, Ah, and so, yeah, I woke up this morning, I was pissed, I was sad, I was disappointed, I felt rejected, I felt abandoned, like just all the things, and then I decided that I actually can't be in communication and connection with this person. Like, I really try to be like, yeah, I really want us to be friends or to find a way of relating to each other that feels nourishing. And it's like, this just feels too painful for me. And I shared in our relationship um, how it activates this wound with my dad. This has been a theme through the whole relationship that like, 
uh, my dad would do that. Um, my dad would, you know, say that he would be here or he'd say like, yeah, I'm going to arrive at this time. And then he'd say like, oh, it'll just be, you know, an hour or two after that. And like, he'd keep postponing, keep postponing. And then he would just not show up. So I had a lot of experiences of delayed disappointment as a kid. Uh, I think it's really painful having shared that and, and then still having this, you know, show up in such a big way. And it's like, oh, it really hurts. Um, and it takes me into my story that like, you don't care at all about me or you just want me to suffer or, you know, like, and also knowing that it's not personal, like this person is doing their best to survive in a really challenging world and, you know, and they're going through their own stuff right now and like, but it's still, wow, it's fucking painful. It's so fucking painful. And yeah. So then I was like, I actually just need to block this person and not from a place of like, you're a bad person and I hate you, but like, I love you very deeply, but right now you don't know how to love me and you're not capable of behaving lovingly towards me. I was walking to get some sorbet with my cousin yesterday and I was like, you know, I, I hear him saying, I love you. I hear him saying all these words and I don't feel it at all. Like I hear him saying, I love you. And I don't feel he's love. I hear him saying, you know, all of these things. And it's like, but I don't feel you as behaving lovingly. I don't feel loving action coming from you. And I think this is where, you know, thanks to Bell Hooks, we have this language to point at where love is not just a feeling, right? Like love is action. And for me, love is action. And in this past month, it's been really painful to see the lack of loving action. Uh, and, at, you know, from a spiritual perspective, I could say, oh, it's still so loving because everything is loving and it's loving that through this deep triggering, I've been able to alchemize more of my woundings and it's loving um, because, <laughs> you know, it uh, it's allowed me to uncover these things about myself and it's loving because it's led me to deeper places in my relationship with God and it's loving because it's made me look at my abandonment wound more deeply and like in, in the biggest truth, everything is loving. Everything is loving. Every action ever taken in the history of the world is loving. And it's useful to kind of like distinguish that way that like God is eternally loving and thus everything that has ever happened has been loving. And in human culture, <laughs> I think there's a way that like at a human level, yes, at a spiritual level, but like at a human level, when it just comes to like, what does it mean to behave in ways that are loving? Um, I suppose here there's maybe a, a little kink or a little snag in my own consciousness. Um, and I think it's just important for me to hold those two truths right now that like, yeah, it is deeply loving, divinely loving, and it's not the way that I want to see a culture of human love emerge. That's not what I want love to look like. That's not what I want love to look like for me at a human level. And, and in relationship with another human, I desire for love to look like care, consideration. That doesn't mean we won't ever disappoint or trigger one another, right? Like love is not preventing, like I'll never trigger you. That's not love. But wow, 
I think for me, what would have felt loving here would have been like, I really know that you're deeply affected by this. Like it's deeply painful for you when I do this. And either I'm going to be honest about the fact that that's not going to change. Like I'm going to keep doing this. And given that you have that information, you can make a decision about whether you want to stay in in connection with me. That feels deeply loving. Um, Or, you know, I may still cancel plans at the last minute, but at the very least, I will let you know, um, you know, at the time, but it's become like, you know, a day or 24 hours or like 24 hours plus later. (laughs) It's like, yeah, no communication, um, nothing. And for me, there is something about the human culture that we're creating around love and what I want that to look like that is deeply connected to communication and being honest right? And yeah, so I feel God's love in it. And I feel the way it allowed me to play, you know, to do some deep scorpionic death. And it's not what I want love to look like in relationships that I'm in. That is not how I want it to look. Mm -mm -mm -mm. No way, no, sir. No, 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 no. So I'm working through a lot of that. And I think I wanted to come on here also just to like, (sighs) just name how challenging it is. I think what this relationship also taught me is like under the, under the, the cultural creation of men, under the, um, the societal creation of this group they call men, right? I don't really believe in gender. But there's been this creation of what it means to be a man and then this like set of socializations and gender norms and and ways of being that become part of that experience. And it's really hard. Um, It's really hard to be in connection with people who are deeply embedded in that socialization and maybe are critical of it in some places. And like, and this is wholly my judgment are not critical of it in other places. And I think, you know, sometimes there's, there's something about, let me just speak what's in my heart. Um, for men, and here I'm, I'm mostly speaking about cis men, um, but I'm also speaking about this gender socialization. So it gets complicated here, but Mostly, yeah, I mean for this this cultural conditioning and for people who are still deeply embedded in it. <sighs> there are huge blocks to intimacy. There are huge blocks to vulnerability. There are huge blocks to just like being human. And I think that's really painful because I felt in this, especially as this relationship dissolved, I started to feel crazy. I was like, Am I asking for a lot? I was like, am I am I asking for a lot? Like is this a crazy request that I'm making <laughs> to be communicated with about plans changing, you know? And I I get that sometimes, you know, a thing comes up, but like when it becomes when it's a pattern, um when it becomes so consistent, I was like, "Whoa, am I cra- am, am I crazy? Am I crazy for asking for this? Am I crazy for saying that this is triggering for me and like struggling with that and asking 
for some like care and consideration for that, given, you know, that it's so triggering? Like, am I crazy for making that request? I was just, you know, feeling really like, what the fuck? I I can't see clearly, you know, like I'm confused. I'm confused at where this is a me thing, where is this a this person thing? And hmm, I think it also became really confusing for me because he would say, I love you you know, and, and all the things of like, you know, we're going to be in connection forever and la, 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 la. And then it would be like, but your actions, I'm confused. (laughs) Your actions and your words are not in alignment. And I'm someone, I think part of my wounding is that I'm much more likely to believe words than action. Like, and part of it is because I want to believe like I want to believe the words. And so I'll kind of ignore the action and be like, no, they they love me so much and la 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 la. And then it's like, but this doesn't feel loving like for the past month. Because mm, we've kind of had moments, even though we had no contact, there would be like brief moments of of communicating in there. Um And even before that, like things just weren't feeling all that loving. I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling the things that I want to feel in love, which is, you know, calm, safe, secure, valued, cared for. And I think some of this, which is like coming up for me now as I speak, is I'm still in a blaming and shaming place. And I think that's fair, but I do want to name that that's impacting my energy. I'm still in a place where I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you fucking asshole? <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm in a shaming place of like, who does that? That's like my favorite shaming statement. Who does that? You know, who does that? Who just, you know, fucking makes plans and makes commitments and then, you know, and knows that that's super fucking triggering for their their person or the person that they claim to love very deeply and then disappears. Like, who fucking does that? So I am feeling blame. I am feeling shame. And I think I just have to move through that and let myself move through that. Cause I think that's the part of me that's saying, like, no, fuck that. Fuck that connection, dude. Like, there's the part of me that's coming up strongly. And this part came up this morning where they're like, yeah, block him. <laughs> block him. You do not need to see him. You do not need to see any of his energy in your field. You do not need to see any posts about him. Like, you literally, that man can be dead to you. <laughs> and I'm really grateful for this part of me that's coming up that's like so supremely protective. And it's just like, yeah. dagger cut that shit like this part of me that's like we're doing we're about to do some fucking banishing and hexing rituals like get the fuck out of our energy sphere that's that's this part of me (laughs) and i'm just feeling so loving of them and so grateful for them Mm. and so grateful for how they're mobilizing to protect me and how they're mobilizing to show up for me um Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel so, so grateful. Um, mm, I'm just sitting with that for a moment to like take that into my body. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, this is the part of me that's like, no, 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 
We're not doing that. We're not accepting that behavior. That is not acceptable to us. And this is reminding me of something I worked with um, a dear friend and coach, um, Shauna. Um, I'm trying to think what their Instagram handle is, but I can't think of it right now. I think it's Shauna Hmm, Shauna Bennis, I want to say, but I'm not entirely sure. So don't quote me on that one. Anyway, Shauna and I did some amazing work together. And one of the things I remember there was, there was, uh, once men, oh my God, there was someone I'm friends with who's a man. And we went to, um, we went like on this trip to the mountains together. And we had talked before about the possibility of us having sex, but I was like, you know, I'm going to see how I feel at the time. And like, I'm open to the possibility of it, but you know, let's see, which is absolutely for anyone listening. That is not me saying, yes, I'm open to sex anytime, anywhere, anyway. Anyway, one day when we're sleeping and we're sharing a bed. So there is something, you know, like there's something, um, what is the word? Like I did set, I think I tried to really name clear boundaries going forward because I was like, that would make me uncomfortable. Like I want to feel like I'm just safe to sleep, you know, and like, yeah. And it made sense to get an Airbnb with one bed and like not a big deal. And in the middle of the night, I woke up and he was touching my pussy. And I'm literally like, I actually just went into a bit of like a, a freeze fawn response. And like I rolled over to, you know, communicate like no. And then I think to get through the rest of the trip, I kind of just put it into the back of my mind. But as soon as I got home and I felt safe enough again, I was like, what the fuck? Why on earth would you think that was fucking okay? Like, why on earth would you think that it's okay to touch an unconscious person's pussy when they have not consented to that? They have not said they're like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And I remember when I communicated it to him, because there's the part of me that's like, no, I should be nice. I shouldn't shame. And I remember I was like, I'm fucking disgusted and I do not want to have anything to do with you, like have a good life. Uh, and I remember f judging myself and being like, oh my God, was I too harsh? But I was like, this part of me, this part of me, and especially I think for people socialized as women, like I'm so used to having to say things in a nice way. I'm so used to having to reject advances in a nice way and to be like, no, actually, or to be like, no, how are they going to feel? And I'm like, no, I need them to feel the full level of disgust that I feel because of the actions that they took. Like, why am I going to rob this person of the opportunity to know the full wrath <laughs> of me? And also to know that their actions have fucking consequences, right? Like, I'm not going to rob them of the experience of the consequences of those actions by pretending, oh, no, things are fine. I just don't really want to be friends anymore. No, I feel disgusted and like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Anyway. <laughs> as a culture we still have so much to learn about consent so <laughs> so you know i i honor this part of myself that goes like no fuck that because there's also you know my high priestess like spiritual part that's like ah equanimity everything is love la 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 and i love that part too like i'm kind of making fun of them right now cuz i'm more in my no part and my no part wants to make fun of them but my high priestess knows I fucking adore them. And sometimes I just need to feel my rage and my anger. I don't need to make it into a like, 
you know, I understand that you're moving from a wounded place and, you know, take good care and blah, 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 blah. Sometimes like with my ex this morning, I just sent him a message and I was like, it's so fucking painful to be in connection with you right now. And I'm angry. I'm angry and I don't want to be in connection with you. And I wish for you all the love and pleasure and joy in the world, but like over fucking there. And I'm going to block you on everything. And I don't want us to be in connection. Goodbye, you know? And, and knowing that that gets to be fucking loving too. Like I'm thinking about this magician and he said, um, violence is not okay unless violence is the form that love has to take to be fully expressed. Violence is not okay unless violence is the form that love has to take to be fully expressed. Love isn't always going to look like, you know, this kind of niceness because not even kindness. Love is not always going to look nice. Sometimes the loving thing to do is to be like, I with my ex, I want to be the divine hand. Like I've been raining down suffering on that man. You know, I'm like, I want you to suffer. I want you to suffer. I want you to suffer. I want you to know the depths of suffering that your actions have led you to. I really want you to feel the consequences of your actions deeply. I don't want to prevent you from feeling the consequences of your actions. I want you to feel the fuck out of them. And I want that to be part of your journey for liberation. But like, feel it, bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, like really, really, really. It's okay to rain that down. Um, and I think sometimes we, especially, you know, if we're socialized to be people pleasers, to be nice. And then if we're also, you know, conditioned as women, then there's this... <sighs> No, it needs to be, and and then that can mix in with spiritual shame. It's like it needs to be enlightened. We can't be angry. We can't be. And sometimes it's like, I I I want to be God's hand, creating your tower moment. You know what I mean? That's how I feel with men right now. I, now I'm just gonna speak my truth. I want men globally to suffer so deeply. I want men to suffer so deeply. And you might listen to this and you're like, damn, to me, what are you on about? But hear me out. Men are playing out some really fucking crazy shit when it comes to connection. Men are playing some really fucking crazy songs when it comes to connection and belonging and community care and community period. Like, um, I have so much compassion. I have so much compassion for how, you know, like there are so many listeners of Human Becoming who are men. There are so many people that I love that are men, you know, and <laughs> I still want you all to suffer because I think that suffering will pave the way to your ultimate liberation. But, you know, moving forward, um, there has been a way that that men have been so conditioned. There's another quote that I love that's under the patriarchy, men can have power or connection, but not both at the same time. <sighs> Oof. Right? Like, and I'll say that again. Under the patriarchy, men can have power or connection, but not both at the same time. And and this this is for me the theme that I see playing out with men in connection. And it was something that frustrated me about my ex was I felt like, you know, you're reaching for all these material comforts, you're reaching for all of this material success, you're reaching for all these accolades, and like you're neglecting that the thing that fucking matters 
The thing that fucking matters on earth is connection, is intimacy, is love. And I'm so sick. I'm so sick of this conditioning that obscures people who experience this conditioning from knowing that deep truth. Because under the male conditioning, it's like, no, the thing that you should strive for success, you should strive for recognition, you should strive for wealth, you should strive for power. Like there's all of this. And I just, I'm empathizing. Like it's so fucking painful. And also we need to do away with it. It's robbing all of us of connection. It's robbing all of us of connection. And I'm so sick of being on the other side of that. I'm so sick of being on the on the other side of that and like accepting breadcrumbs from men because they have no fucking tools for being in intimacy and connection. And the thing that I've done historically is like, oh, I'll just love them enough that I'll give them the tools for intimacy and connection. No. Nope. No. We're not doing that anymore. And the thing is, like, I deeply yearn to be in connection with men. I do. I do. This has been part of my bisexual crisis. Like, for a long time, I was just totally close to connection with men, but I deeply yearn to be in connection with men. And I am refusing to be in connection with men who are not interested in looking at who they are in intimacy and connection and aren't interested in looking at the ways that their conditioning has set them up to fail in connection and intimacy. (sighs) Ah, Oh my God. (sighs) But I'm really only interested and this is like also just a thing to the universe now. I'm only interested in being in connection with men, whether that's as, as friends or as lovers, I'm really only interested in being in connection with men who have that healing impulse to understand how the patriarchy has has diminished their ability to really be in intimacy, to really be vulnerable, to be emotional beings, to share that emotional beingness with the people around them, um, to cultivate community, to do all these things. And just to bring in kind of what we spoke about in last week's episode with the energetic masculine and feminine being these big cosmic things, the wave and particle energy in the universe has nothing to do with gender. There's a way that that wave energy you know, is is interested in in connection, in community. I think of the feminine, the erotic, as very interested in connection, intimacy, the community, um, love, care, belonging. And it pisses me off that part of this patriarchal conditioning has diminished that and said that that doesn't matter. It makes me so angry that we live in a world where people believe that connection and intimacy and love don't matter. It makes me so angry. I'm pissed. (sighs) And so it's just, it's part of this patriarchal repression that has said, these things don't matter, these experiences of connection. And also there has been a way that that's entered the realm of gender, right? That the, the work of community, of creating community, of creating belonging, of cultivating intimacy, the work of emotion, of feeling emotion has been relegated to this you know, social domain of, and I'm doing air quotes now, woman or womanhood. And then the other things, power, acquisition of resources, wealth, um, control, you know, there are a lot of these things that then have been uh, relegated to the realm of, you know, air quotes, man or manhood. Um, 
And, you know, once again, it's just, it's so fucking infuriating if you're interested in learning more about my fucking rage at, you know, um, at this energetic versus gendered masculine and feminine, the previous episode of the podcast is the one for you. Um, but I just feel, I feel pissed. I feel pissed. I feel so much sacred rage. I feel so much sacred fucking rage. And I feel an absolute, uh, unwillingness to be in connection with men who are not willing to look at how they show up for intimacy and how they don't show up for intimacy. How they don't show up for intimacy. That's the thing that would piss me off with my ex is that, and, and also would just make me so sad because I would be like, this way that you're showing up, like this feels like vulnerability for you. And, and for me, I'm like, what the, like, what? And I feel that way with men often, not just to shout at my ex, but <laughs> I feel this way with men often where it's like, this is what you think intimacy is. This is what you think connection is. Wait a second. This is what you think love is. Oh, no, 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 no. And, you know, this is where it, I've also, you know, gone into unhealthy or not even unhealthy, but I've gone into patterns in the past where it's like, I'll find a man who's in that place of like, does not know intimacy. And then I'm trying to convince him to know intimacy. And in some ways I'm trying to, you know, I could be accused of gaslighting because I'm like, you think this is intimacy, sir? No. And it's like, I'm not the authority on your experience. And <laughs> I literally can feel I can feel how much you're not in this relational space with me. I can feel how much you're not letting me feel you. And so, no, I'm not the expert on your experience, but there's also a lot that you, like, you do not, you know, what what is it that I'm thinking about? I don't know. I'm just thinking about a movie character that's like, you do not know. <laughs> you have no idea. And that's also unfair. That's also unfair. And I and it's hurtful for the people that I connect with because they're like, wow, like you're bullying me or you're telling me that I'm not doing good enough. And and the truth that I've realized is I can't do that anymore. Or I won't do that anymore. Or I don't want to do that anymore. And that that feedback might be really welcome or welcomed by someone who is interested in doing the work of intimacy, who's like, whoa, you can't feel me, huh? Someone who's actually going to realize that I know a fuck ton about intimacy. <laughs> you know, not just because of because my socialization has set me up to know more about love and connection, but because this is actually my work, you know, like this is, this is my mastery. This is my desire in the world is to create a more loving and intimate world. Like, and I want to be partnered with people who are going to see that desire that I have as a great asset and are going to be like, wow, I'm actually interested in knowing how you're experiencing me right now and not, and I'm going to change so that I can be good enough for you. But thank you for helping me to learn more about myself and intimacy. And I'm going to take that and do with it what I will. But I realized that the only way that I'm going to be able to do that work with people, the work of love, as I call it, is if I'm partnered with people who deeply care about the work of love as much as I do. And that might make it seem a bit comparison-y, you know, but people who deeply care about 
being loving um, and people who deeply care about interrogating how they show up for intimacy. And I think there's also a way that I just, you know, I take full responsibility. I'm, I've been super into this kinky pattern of, of attracting emotionally unavailable men and then being like, I will make you emotionally available. Um, and it's like, yeah, you're not. And I have to either know that that's what I'm, what I'm choosing and say like, okay, I'm willing to, I'm willing to receive what is available here. But the truth is I so deeply yearn for relationships that allow, that, that allow me to be myself, to be seen, to be experienced, to be witnessed, to be felt. I desire deep intimacy. It's true. I desire deep intimacy. That is true about me. I desire deep, loving connection with other human beings. I desire deep, loving connection with other human beings, and I won't settle for anything but deep, loving connection with other human beings. And so my responsibility is also to say, then who am I choosing to do that with? Am I choosing to do that with people who are decidedly not going to be able or willing to give that to me? <sighs> But I just wanted to like come on here and like name that it's so frustrating. It can feel so frustrating to love men in this society when men have been so conditioned to abandon themselves, abandon their emotions, uh, seek power and status and um, and domination over love and connection. And like Bell Hook says, you know, love cannot exist in environments of domination. Love cannot coexist with domination. And this isn't me just speaking about people, patriarchs who kind of become, you know, like the, the dominating patriarch in their household. But there's a way that I think a lot of, and, and this isn't just men, this is all of us, I think, you know, we're conditioned to dominate the world, to be on top right? Get to the top of the hierarchy of the pyramid. There is an energy of domination in how we're taught to engage with the world and how we're taught success looks like, right? I think a lot of the time success is domination. It's having power over other people. It's being at the top of the hierarchy and the pyramid. And knowing that that, that, that urge and that impulse when we fully commit to it can often disconnect us from love. And I really am coming into a place where I realize that love is the most important work. Look at the world we live in, you know, like, <sighs> I I just also feel so frustrated that then the work of love seems like this is, is relegated to like this frivolous work, you know, this once again, air quote, this like frivolous woman's work is the work of love. And it's like, look at the world that we live in right? We live in a loveless world. Like the earth is dying. People are dying. We're killing each other, right? Like people are not just dying impersonally. And we're killing ourselves because it's so awful to be here. I mean, we live in a world where almost a million human beings are killing themselves, are taking their lives every year. I mean, just Think about the proportions of the crisis that we find ourselves in. And it is connected to this work. It, 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 it's all so 
fucking connected and it's connected to this this work that men have done in the world to to amass power to have power over to dominate to dominate the earth to dominate her people and it's killing us and so i'm just sick i'm so sick it like it it pisses me off when i see people prioritizing or prioritizing this work of of domination and power over um, and amassing conventional success. At the same time, I'm someone too who desires conventional success. Like, so I, I want to name that and say, I'm also in a deep process of saying, not at the expense of love, not at the expense of love. And I don't believe we have to choose between, I think there are ways that we can, we can have experiences that seem close to conventional success. I'll give you a more specific example. Like I want this podcast to be listened to by millions of people. I want my social media, my posts to be received by millions of people. I want the the work that I do to touch millions of lives. And there is the ego part of that that's like, that just sounds like a fun experience, right? It just sounds fun to experience that fame. And there's also the deeply godly and divine part of me that's like, I want to do that work because I really believe that we're that there's so much capacity for change right now as human beings. There's so much capacity for change. There's so much capacity for transforming our human society and and I want that. I want that for us. I want that for our earth. And in order to do that, I know I have a big role to play in that work. I know I have a big role to play in saying here, here here is a vision. But you know what fucking pisses me off is that so many people, and I, I see this now, the more that I interact with people who are incredibly famous, well-known, um, doing things that count as conventional success, uh, really elevated in their field. I'm thinking about some really shocking interactions I've had lately with, you know, thinking, thinking world leaders level. And it's like, you're, you're, Jeez, you as a person, ah, I'm not about it. <laughs> you as a person, I'm not about it. And I recognize that your work in the world is doing really important things. Um, but where's the fucking integrity? Where's the congruence? I want more leaders who are living in integrity. I want more leaders who are living in congruence. I don't want leaders who are doing really important work in the world, right? Who are creating really important things, creating important art. And then when it's like, but you're not, you're not living in congruence. What's happening? What the fuck is happening? I don't want to see that. I'm really sick of that model of leadership. And so for me, I take that very personally as like, when I, when I have, when I reach that that level of influence, because that's really what it is. I don't think of it as success. It's influence is what I'm after. I want to influence the world in a very different direction. And so when I reach that level of influence, I want my life to look in some ways very similar to how it looks now. And what I mean by that is I still want to prioritize family, friendship, my lovers, my connections just as much as I do now. 
I don't want to move from now I work, you know, maybe 20 hours a week. When I'm influencing millions of people, I still want to work 20 hours a week. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to then be like, I'm a slave to this or, you know, now I must abandon my friendships, my lovers, my family for the work. No, I don't believe that's the fucking model. I don't want to create that model. I don't want to create that model for my children or my descendants or anyone on planet Earth. I want to create the model where your work gets to be deeply nourishing and fulfilling, deeply nourishing and fulfilling, deeply fucking nourishing and fulfilling, and your connections, your connections, your connections, your connection with the land, your connection with God, your connection with other humans, that's the most important thing. Your work is just an extension of that. Your work, especially if you're someone, right, if you're an artist, if you're a coach, a practitioner, a healer, a culture changer, a culture worker, your work is an extension of your connection with God, your connection with your ancestors, your connection with your descendants, your connection with the land, your connection with other humans. For me, it has to be deeply rooted there and then extend. But, oh, I'm just feeling so angry. And my ex has definitely triggered this. Like, um, this just mass because my ex is someone who um who is and you know i'm also projecting a lot onto him he's going through his own fucking journey <laughs> you know but he is someone that is and that's been part of this breakup has been there's been tension that's been created through his um pursuing and um and acceptance of some more conventional markers of success and like I love that for him and I also can't I feel so triggered in like I can't I can't I can't believe you've done this that's how it feels it feels like betrayal you know it feels like wow I can't believe it so yeah feeling a lot feeling a lot feeling a lot and feeling that like the quest you know is really to Stay in loving connection, stay in loving connection, stay in loving connection. We're going to change the world through relationships. We're going to change the world through relationships. We're going to change the world through connection. And I'm just sick. I'm sick of seeing people not take that work seriously. I'm sick of it. Maybe I'm sick of myself too for, for the times that I haven't taken that work seriously. Um, and I think with men, it's just so frustrating. I've been having so many conversations with people lately and I'm thinking about a dear friend where like we've been speaking about how it's so frustrating when when you're in connection with men and they believe that the acquisition of this wealth or this status or this job or this accolade or this accomplishment is going to give them the deep sense of fulfillment that they're yearning for. And then you look at examples of men in the world being like, wow, I'm, I'm 50 I, or I'm whatever, you know, I, um, I have all this conventional success. Someone was telling me that there are interviews of Shaq speaking about this um, and I'm so lonely and I feel so disconnected. And actually, there's an interesting thing. I suppose the last thing I'll say is one of my shadows around, around reaching this level of influence and also the money that comes with it is I'm going to be lonely. But I actually think that's men's fucking wounding. And I'm giving that back to them because I think men have followed a path that said, abandon all your connections, don't value your connections, just get to the top. And then they do and they're lonely. I 
don't see my work as getting to the top. You know, I actually see my work as expanding a greater circle for all of us to live in. That's what my work is. It's creating more community, more space, more space for all of us to live and be ourselves and be human and be free. And we do that work together. We do that work together. We cannot forget that we do this work together. Our connections are important. Love is important. You know, I think if I die today, because I've been really sitting with death lately, if I die today, the thing that I always say that I would regret is not loving more, right? Like, I wish I just let myself love more. (sighs) Love heals. Love is so transformative. Love is so expansive. Deep love, not Hallmark card love, not romantic love, right? Not excluding romantic love, but if you think I'm speaking about romantic love when I speak about love, I'm speaking about something much bigger. (sighs) I'm just checking in with myself if I feel complete. It's hard to love men. It's hard to love men. It's hard to love humans. It's hard to love humans. It's hard to be human. It's hard to be human. It's hard to love ourselves. It's hard to love ourselves. I'm forgiving myself for where I adhere to this patriarchal conditioning that tells me to abandon connection and focus on the individual. I'm forgiving myself for that. I'm forgiving my ex for that. I'm forgiving my ex for ah, where he has been conditioned and traumatized by patriarchy and colonization and white body supremacy. I forgive him and I forgive myself. And I forgive you for where you've been conditioned by white body supremacy and colonization and patriarchy. I forgive you and I forgive every human, right? We're doing our best. We're doing our best. And let's make some different choices as a culture. I love you so much and I will speak to you soon. Take care.